If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Creep Dive. I'm Castellani, you're Jenna DWIOR. Typing furiously over there is best selling author Sophie White. And before we start today, I need to tell you about ABBA Voyage and how it was the greatest day of my entire life. And I just feel like I'd be doing a disservice to the listeners of the Creep Dive if I didn't tell everyone to immediately go and buy tickets and go see ABBA Voyage. Okay, like how does it work? What does a okay, hologram so look like? Yeah, think, the, bring a hologram the songs that are trying to come out of me right now so that's on the set list so the set list is on spotify it's emotional it's fucking brilliant when i thought of um holograms i thought of that terrible rob kardashian one that Car- that, oh. that kim i was like that that kim yeah. kanye got for kim and i was like well that's the height of technology obviously kanye west got it i was wrong i was so wrong these holograms are so lifelike that I burst into tears thinking it was them. <laughs> How does this work? Can it you is, see through them? No, no. It is like they are on, they are on stage, you right? Can, do and they, they move like, around? To, yes, they move around. They dance. They do this incredible number. So the way it was put together was ABBA as they are now in their, what, 60s, 70s, wore these suits the way they make CGI films. With the dots. With all the dots yeah. on them. And they performed the show. Right. And they also come out and they talk to the audience and they're like, to be or not to be, that is no longer the question, because here I am, you know, 
in my 30s when I'm not and he was like but this is this is me I'm speaking to you like it's mind blowing so wait do they look 60 or do they look 30 they look 30 they look younger so for the majority of the show they look young right and so they have they've performed it so all of the movements are really natural and realistic whatever like the dancing and they take off a cape at one stage and you're like how is that that not fucking real um, and then they have it like a normal concert, like they're on stage and they've got the big screens either side with the close ups. And when you're looking at the close up, like the skin and everything is perfect. The only part where you're like, hmm, was their eyes didn't like look alive. No, their eyes looked great, but like they weren't. It was like they weren't connected to anything. Do you know, it wasn't like they weren't looking at, you know, when you see the, the close-ups and usually they're like looking at the band or they're looking at the audience okay, or something. They weren't. They weren't. There wasn't like any definitive eye direction so when you're looking at the big screens you're like okay it's there's something it's not quite uncanny valley territory but you're like ah it's not real yeah but then i'm communing with a hologram but then this is fucking amazing if you look at just if you look at them just on stage you would think that they were Mm -hmm. people standing on stage it's so fucking incredible it's so vibrant like their costumes, everything. It's unbelievable. Then they have a live band who are like the coolest band I've okay, ever so seen. There and is a choir. Live music. Yeah, oh, there's live music. Okay. And the choir. <laughs> and like one of the um one of the backing singers sings Does Your Mother Know? And like that's brilliant. Like everyone's going fucking wild that's for her. Awesome. Because like they do costume changes. Yes, they so go that. They go back in and they do the thing. And you get all the little bits of conversation. What's the what's the chorus? Uh, does your mama know that you're out? Oh yeah. Do you can flare up? Take it easy. Does your mother know? Take it nice and slow. And Christine Baranski does it in the movie, and it is. So, this is, so they were just sitting in their holes. How much were the tickets each? Oh, I can't this say. I like gifted them to people. Jen Hundreds wants of to euros, do a holographic right? creep show. And they were just country. But there was no like, ha, oh, Dublin, you're a great crowd. No, there was. They come out and they they they, they talk, but not specifically to you. No, well, like this show I saw is going to be the exact same show that you see. Like yeah. that's the only thing. Which but is like, why like, you can you know give it the five stars and you'll have exactly the same experience. Exactly, consistency is but key. There has to be. Some something missing no but first of all first of all you're in you're in the room with like i cried the woman beside me cried my mother bawled like everyone was so happy so that vibe like i've never felt so much serotonin in my body as i did on saturday i was like overdosing what was the best tune what was the best tune oh dancing queen Oh, oh really honestly. everyone was flopping I'm crying just, just brilliant right it's just brilliant and then it's <laughs> we're all like that my crying to thank you this. for the music like it's like thank being at a real gig and then all the people of him Ooh. shine a torch behind it and there Hologram. you go project him up and onto there. the ceiling young Michael um, but then so it's so good really really absolutely fucking brilliant and then there's all rumours because someone was like oh sometimes they come out at the end <laughs> and Say oh, thank like, you to everyone. Like they're old things. <laughs> and then out walks Ava. No. But they're obviously Oh fuck that old hologram. hologram. But they walk hologram. out. But they walk out from the mental. side of the stage. It. They walk out from the side of the stage. And the thing is, the gig, they're obviously CGI or like whatever generated because they've made them look younger. So there's like their Fine. young faces and whatever. Yeah. But because it, this is like actual footage of them now, it is so lifelike. It is so lifelike. Everyone erupted into tears. Even I was like, I was like, oh my God, I'm meeting Abba. I'm meeting Abba. 
Can, you can't see through them. No. They look three-dimensional. Yes. They move around the stage. Yes. How the hell is this I have no idea how it works. We were mind blown. Because have you ever up. seen the lady at the airport? The hologram lady at the airport? You're not like her, yeah. And her, the hologram's projected onto a blank dummy. Oh, no, yes. no, no, no. That's... It's not, they don't have an object it needs to be projected onto. No. How is So we were trying it? to figure it out because like at different points, okay, like guys. some of the... Is Some this what you were looking at? Yeah. Right, this to me... I thought there was no footage online. No, you can't take footage in there. This if you take any footage, you are going to be removed. This is Jeez. what looks to me like is Second Life. Future? Um, they look like It's real game. Black Mirror stuff. It's really... I, I just can't wait. I'm going to put tickets right now. It's really... Are they I coming to Dublin? You. No, it's because it's in the Olympic Village. So they've turned one of the Olympic Village stadiums into... The purpose-built arena and a gorgeous arena. arena oh no, the ABBA that. arena, the ABBA arena, and it's fab. It's this big like black hexagon thing, and it's a big ABBA sign outside. And then you go in. There's a merch shop, and there's a little, there's a couple of little bars, loads of toilets. One of the best concert-going experiences I've ever had because there's only about four thousand people inside. But when you go into like the bars and the merch, there's so many of them that you're not queuing, Just drifting, really. With ease. And then there's like a really short it's for the elderly. elderly, yeah, a really short walk into the dance floor. Dance floor is really nice and small, but everyone gave you like everyone had personal space, and it was just gorgeous. And then there is a bar outside, like literally directly outside. There's like made of shipping containers. And they just played um, ABBA fucked. and every second song was ABBA. And if it wasn't ABBA, it was Cindy Lauper or oh. um, Tina or uh, like it was just oh fucking God. brilliant. And my whole family were there and they were like, this music is so good. And I turned around to them and I was like, welcome, you are in a gay bar. This is why the music is so fucking good. They're like, oh, right. OK, so uh, 10 out of 10 day, ABBA Voyage tickets. Uh, well, and I'm, I'm opening a GoFundMe to send me back again because now I'm broke but I want to go every day for the rest of my life we are doing a family trip inspired by your family trip beautiful and like I I was so we were at a family wedding planning the trip and um, I later in the night just walked past my cousin screaming at her husband this isn't about you it's about a hologram <laughs> this is obviously I think Quasi was resistant Yes. And he was basically no, if told No, anyone is, is resistant, because my dad kept being like, I'm not an Abba fan, I'm just going to see the technology. Like, he, he is the OG dancing queen. But um, if anyone had any doubts about it not seeming like convincing or like you just going and thinking that it's a bit of a show, or feeling uncanny valley, vibes or feeling uncanny thing. valley, like, no, no is the answer. No, it is the most incredible, even if it is just for the technology, and there's parts of it that are animated and. Um, like the light show in the arena is incredible like it's about time we started appreciating the talents of the other people in the music industry yeah. and the creative industries other than just the performers Yes, because yeah. even you're there and you're just like someone fucking coded or made or like rendered I don't know these Mad. these incredible things Realistic. and like you can see their pores like the level <laughs> of detail right. or talent that someone must have to create this show is and you didn't Absolutely have to wear brilliant. the old 3D glasses. No. Oh my God. We've moved on, lads. Do you remember those I days? I wish my dad was around to see this. Yeah. Again, they they hologram. need to introduce a new layer. Bring a bring your own dead relative. person who yeah. loved ABBA yeah. and deserved to have is, seen this, and then 
they do a hologram of your dead person dancing, yeah, enjoying it. No, see the Trippy. thing. The thing that I figured we about this shows we went to was Mamma Mia. Ah, the thing I think about this and why it's so realistic is because they performed it themselves. Like they're still alive. Yeah, they performed yeah. it in grand. Whereas if you had to like CGI all of the movements and like the like and they are this they sang the song so all of the audio was really good and in sync and all that kind of stuff so it's brilliant but if you had to like cgi you know whitney houston you there'd be gap you know yeah it wouldn't it wouldn't work as well i don't think they had a lot to go off with these guys but then i was like they also the way they were able to like fucking deep fake their faces onto their old bodies anyway fucked unbelievable still gives me a weird (laughs) feeling yeah, but then I was like, this is so cool. Because I was, was there with my parents, who are big ABBA fans. And my mom was in floods of tears. And I was like, oh, you ancient old bitch. I can be here with my <laughs> daughter when I am as old as you. you oh my God, that's amazing. Bitch. <laughs> um, amazing, delighted yeah. for you. Anyway, 10 out of 10, just wanted to get that out ten. there and share it. And I felt like this was the avenue. This is, and it's wonderful. Thank you. That's great now, a bit of good news. I've been having a reoccurring dream. <laughs> And no, it stop her, stop her. led me to today's creep. Okay. okay wait, Here's the dream. No, 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 hang on a minute. What? You are the absolute <laughs> definition of, yeah. you know. Can't stop. No funny no stuff. Breaks. Just lob it straight in. No breaks. Yeah. We, we're having some foreplay today. I know. Okay. So I'm just, uncomfortable no, with it. Just, just sit there now for a minute. No, I want to tell you about my dream. No, no. Oh, I have a better it. segue. Go. This is a tweet coming in from a listener, Sonambulant Hologram. <laughs> um, so she's, uh, or they are saying, hey, Creep Dive, I think you should set up a collab episode with this squad. And it's, um, it's a podcast called Who Shot on the Floor of My Wedding? <laughs> A true crime podcast by a Kiwi woman trying with her wife and a mate to track down who shat on the actual floor at her actual wedding. <laughs> Brackets. On a boat. So a true locked room mystery with limited suspects. That's amazing. Is, there, is it actually brilliant. Does it exist? I have to say it in a Kiwi accent now. Let's go. Who, who shed on the floor at my wedding? Who shed on the floor at my wedding? It's Ketamine. Wedding. Is the problem drugs, there? Drugs. Well, I also I was like, no, that's interesting that that's not about a famous Irish influencer. <laughs> Another <laughs> wedding shitter. I know we don't um, want to get. It's definitely going to be drugs. Suit. So that that's it's more. Why. Don't blow up the inbox now, asking who she's talking about because we don't know. Don't know. <laughs> we don't know what don't she's get talking about. She's sued. gone rogue over there. <laughs> Thank you so much uh, for sending us that. And now we have another listener uh, on the Twitter machine at Frankie Rush Around. He's rushing, he's dashing. Um, uh, at Dive Creep was recently listening to the creep about Ed Kemper. I believe that's a hive. Mm. I can't remember. Thank you, patron, sir. One way or the other. Um, so I was listening to the creep about Ed Kemper while in my parents' home in Santa Cruz, California. Mm. I've spent every summer of my life here, but never knew exactly where Ed Kemper had buried his first victims. I was surprised to see it was three blocks from my grandparents' house. Right. Wow. Wow. Also, I just love it for us that we have not only an American, um, but one who's in Santa Cruz, murder capital of the world. Um, so he says... Um, my grandparents' house. They lived there during the same time as Ed and his mom, Clarnell. Do they remember them? 
The neighborhood is very close to the beach slash ocean and the ground is incredibly hard and rocky. This would not have been an easy garden to dig for him. Gravel bits for days. Anyway, also a few blocks from a world-class ice cream shop. Creeping from California. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Oh, we love you. Love Thank to hear you. That. So, oh, I just adore when the far reach of the creeps takes us so close to the creeps we cover. Yeah. Annie Sar Creepian was back on, actually. Uh, I'll have to get it up on the Patreon telling me some. Um, do you remember Annie? She was the one who, like, knew Paul Astor, mm. knew DJ Kiyoki, knew all the club kids, guys. Yes. This is um, mostly patron content, actually, yeah. I just realized. But we should say up top, patrons, we like you best. <laughs> Everyone else who's not a patron, genuinely, you support the pod just by listening. Yeah, thank so you. thank you. Yeah, good shape. Well, can I talk about my dream? Yeah. I don't think so. No! It's I have, bursting a, I out have of me. another little tidbit that I want to give you. Did you know that in the original version of Cinderella, the um, Cinderella chops up her stepsister? Yes. Puts the body into a jar of food and sends it to her stepmother to eat. Yes. And, and after finishing the food, the stepmother discovers her daughter's skull at the bottom and promptly <laughs> dies of shock. Magical. Do you know also about the original story of um, Cinderella? The foot gets shaved. The heel, they cut away at the heel to fit into the glass slipper. Yeah. Glass slipper filled with blood. There's also another theory that there was a poor translation of the original and that it wasn't glass, but the word glass is similar to the word fur or something. And that it was actually a fur slipper, which is a very different aesthetic. Yeah, very different. I mean, it always seemed weird that it was glass. Yeah. Yeah. Not great for the comfort. Uh, Lads. Do, do we let her? Do we uh, let her? Any other yeah. business up top? I do have... Um, oh! <laughs> <laughs> well, we do have This is what it's like for us every other week. Oh, very guys, kind listener who got in touch about last week's Hive to just... So this is, again, a bit of patron content, a bit of an in-joke. Go on. Oh. Do it again. Sorry, just listening to the Hive there and struggling with that Dutch name. Do it again. Bow divine. Thank you. I do believe that I prefer Bedevedevan. That's a high reference. Rebecca Call. Now welcome Oh that was Dr. Rebecca Call. Good to hear from her. Um recurring dream. An orca eating my children. Okay. Over I've had it three times, three days in a row. Is it was this a because three days of, in a row. Is the orca free willy? Just yeah, to check. Yeah, okay. yeah. Is this because world's biggest dolphin? Do you remember? Okay. Yes, I have. I am sticking with orca whales today. I've got. I rewatched Blackfish. Oh yeah. I think that's How all we have time horrific. for. Actually, goodbye. <laughs> and thank you for coming to the creep dive. I'll tell you a bit about Follow that. Follow us on Patreon. I have an update on the original whale that played Free Willy and its terrifying demise. And the terrible, horrific deaths caused by SeaWorld. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Guys, it's unbelievably yeah. bad. Yeah. I myself once attended a SeaWorld show in Florida, Orlando. Orlando, Flor- or, you know, that place. Which is it? Watched <laughs> one of these shows myself as a child. Oh. Fool me once. <laughs> anyway, tell me. <laughs> you won't fool me again. Tell me what the dream about the orca whale eating your children means. Um, I looked it up online. What does dreams mean? I, the answer is both negative and positive. Mm. So nothing. 
There's no reason. Dreams aren't uh, a thing. Mm, okay. <laughs> they definitely aren't. Do you think that they might be? Your subconscious talking to you. No. I got not shot in my dream last night. I'm sorry to hear that, but did you know about orcas, the world's biggest dolphin? They're members of the dolphin family. This is really interesting about orcas, right? They travel around in pods. You never guess who the winners of the pods. They're the women. Cis men. Oh, Oh. cis men. (laughs) Women orcas, female orcas are... Are the kind of leaders of the matriarchal leaders of the pod? They have babies. Just right. humans have everything backwards, don't we? Don't we really do. They hold on to their sons who stay with them for life. Oh. The sons go <laughs> off and uh, impregnate other wh- uh, females, whales, whales from different pods, and return to the original pod. Fascinating stuff. Which is why it's the story of Tilikum is so fucked. Okay, are you ready? Buckle in. It's terrifying. Uh, so you may have watched Blackfish as I have, but mm-hmm. many, maybe Long a number of years ago when it came out on Netflix, it was the story of SeaWorld and this one particular orca whale by the name of Tilikum, who was captured from Alaska by fishermen, torn from its mother. It was two years old at that point, 11 feet long. The Same as who- me when I was two. <laughs> <laughs> Similar. Yeah. So the fishermen originally had been catching orca whales. Orca whales are the most successful mammals in the world because they, you can find them in almost every ocean in the world. They're fucking amazing animals. Isn't that something you wouldn't hear every day? Yeah. Okay. They are almost never attack. Almost never. There are kind of, there's a, there's a story of a 12 year old boy getting bumped by an orca. Um, there's a story of a kayaker getting kind of what he felt was attacked by an orca. But it, one <laughs> he has, felt attacked. He felt he? attacked. <laughs> but one has never killed a human in the wild. Yeah. They eat, you know, seals. They eat a lot of sunfish. You know, the stupid fucking idiot fish that bob around the place with their mouth open, <laughs> hoping something swims into their mouth. Uh, and that's kind of their food. But they would very rarely uh, or come near a human or have anything to do with us. Unless us humans decide to capture them and put them in a horrific swimming pool. Horrific swimming pool. Yeah. You know that orca whales in the wild would swim about a hundred miles a day in their natural habitat. Wow. Just looking mm. for food. That's quite different to a swimming pool. Sophie, it's bleak. They also have the second biggest brains of any mammal. They're amazing. They have these, each pod has their own kind of uh, language. It's quite specific. So if you take a load of animals, a load of orcas, they'll speak a different language to another one. They have these huge, long range abilities to communicate. And uh, they're fascinating creatures. And their pods are not, are selected amongst themselves. They're not, you can't just fuck a load of them in a pool and be like, Here's your family. Oh yeah, they it's like the mother baby groups. Yes, exactly, exactly. Don't just like drop that. us in and expect us to all get along. No, These bitches are tools. Yeah. Um, so orcas. Question, yes. They, you know, for the long distance communication. Yeah. Is it like sonar? Exactly right. So they they echo echolocation and so so it's similar. They. Do so you know class. another interesting thing about them? They decided that I don't know how they figured this out, but they they can't the taste chat. or oh. smell. But they have fabulous hearing and uh, they're very sensitive um, hearing wise and they have great sight also. But they're fabulously complex animals that belong only in the wild. Yeah. 
So how did they figure out the taste thing? I really, it's impossible to know. Do you think that they were like, okay, let's give them uh, overcooked Brussels sprouts <laughs> and let's give them walnut whips and it, and then basically they observed and were like, they appear to show no preference. They must not have taste buds. Exactly. <laughs> yes, it, perhaps 100%, so. Yeah, a giant walnut whip. So do you know anything about SeaWorld? Only the bad bits. Yes. Jaws um, crashed into it famously in 83. And yeah, it was another a disaster. disastrous. Yeah, there's yeah. a documentary about that. I <laughs> uh, it is absolutely right. And it is a fucking disaster and it has been a disaster and they have now committed to not their breeding programs of orca whales have stopped orca whales will have one baby every few years usually in their lifetime they might have three the females max and as we discussed the male babies stay with the mother forever but what they do is and during the breeding process they would allow for breeding to happen it would tear this baby away from its mother oh, and then flog it to another no, sea world no, where there would no, be the value no. on these animals as well was enormous and also, do you know what they were doing? Like, they were... So here at SeaWorld, as you know, Disneyland for fish. And uh, you pay a load in, you see a show, and the show is manned by trainers. Yeah. And a lot of these trainers are extremely young, obviously animal lovers. Mm. Um, not necessarily marine biologists, but they would have vets and marine biologists on staff. But specifically, the trainers seem to... Um, just be really decent Interest. and nice people okay, and yeah. very loving and want to be and SeaWorld absolutely leveraged this for their own benefit. Mm -hmm. So the whole company was based around getting these people to kind of emotionally connect with these animals, which was very easy to do. They're so complex and fascinating. And also this kind of indoctrination of these trainers to believe that this was part of the Breed, you're in a breeding situation here. This is mm. ecologically or like beneficial. Yeah, of the species. Yes. Or, yeah, and it's also Can, are the trainers kind of like trained by SeaWorld, or yes. do they come from other institutions having learned how to? I'm not sure work if with the animals. Maybe, but okay. SeaWorld certainly had a kind of a tiered training system where you'd have kind of senior trainers training up youngers that come through, mm. and the way they would train these animals, as you'd imagine, is all like food and. You know, it's just food-based yeah. and walnut whips. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, so what's really That's interesting... you get me to do anything as well. I know. Place the little walnut whip at the end of... But On they would the do tongue, incredible like the body of Christ. Things. So, so they, they would do a number of things. And they began uh, a very long time ago, I believe in the 70s, one of the first um, orca whales were captured. And they, they because they had been training dolphins for many years to do tricks... And an orca whale is a member of the dolphin family with this giant brain. Fucking and they were like, big. all right, yeah. lads. Yes, it's, they're enormous. This is something we can work with. They can jump up out of the sea. It's fucking Very. bonkers oh, when you think cool, of it. Unbelievably big. And, and back in the 70s, in the original kind of training time, these trainer... Uh, people mostly kind of very very young people would be in the water swimming with the orcas uh, doing all the things you can imagine kind of the the classic dolphin show hanging on Just like skippy no to their skippy. dorsal fin flipper yes getting kind of pushed up and out madness right madness. Look at it. i need a picture of an orca to enjoy while we chat they're beautiful so, this uh, I'll tell you a couple of things. First of all, let's talk about Tilikum first. Okay. So Tilikum was captured in Alaska after these fishermen were turfed out of Washington, which is where they were kind of fishing and capturing orcas originally. It was absolutely against the law to do this. 
they did it anyway. And they captured this young two-year-old male from the water, killed the rest of its family, stuffed it on a boat. Jesus Christ. And do you know what what else they did with the rest of Tillicum's family? They killed these whales, but of course they were bobbing up to the surface. So they slit their stomachs open, filled them full of rocks and sank them. No. Oh my God. No is right, Cass. It's fucking batshit. So anyway, they did this and then Tillicum got sort of, um, kind of made, he was in his original uh, home. Now, the thing about Tillicum was, he was initially put in with two females. Let me just get my notes here. And as I've said before, they have a very kind of, their culture and the way their small pods work is so particular. You can't just fuck one in with another. They're also enormous and aggressive and can do great harm to each other, which is what these two females did to Tillicum for many, many years. They did something called raking him, which is what they did with their teeth. And they'd scratch down the side of his body. He'd be kind of a bleeding a lot of the time. And another thing they do is they, they'd put kind of a younger whale in with another one. They're called whales, but they are dolphins, but uh, they are called killer whales. Killer, actually, weirdly, the killer whale is kind of derived from hellfish, which right. is uh, what they were originally called. You know, back in the whaling days, they were just like, these fucking giant things are killing machines. And they are for their prey. Yeah. Seals. You might see them sometimes pushing on icebergs to get, they work in packs and they hunt mm. in packs in their pods. And they push against the iceberg that has a, has a walrus or on it. And the walrus would be like, fuck. <laughs> and they'd create a big wave so that the walrus would slide into the water. And then two of them would go underneath and savage him. Oh my God. <sighs> Very clever. Massively intelligent. <clears throat> so, uh, so this whole documentary series uh, Blackfish on Netflix is about Tilikum and he uh, began to sort of get moved around now let's talk about the major disaster that happened and then I'll talk about what happened previous so this awful awful event uh, happened and this this trainer by the name of Dawn Branchow right much loved and very experienced trainer an orca trainer in SeaWorld um, she was the poster girl of SeaWorld. Everybody mm-hmm. loved her. She was incredibly naturally talented at this. She was a great performer and she had a fabulous bond with the animals and maximum respect. And even the people around her were like, oh no, Dawn was like captain safety. She was absolutely on it in terms of keeping her team safe and what she was doing. And, uh, but these are wild animals and something desperately, desperately bad happened to dawn so it was at one of the shows and uh, she was doing her signaling with a whistle mm. and uh, she'd sent tillicum around to do one of these waves right you know one of their yeah. uh, uh, fins in the air waving yeah and the wave goes right around this very small swimming pool with a huge stand of people watching and so at the end or during the time to signal that tillicum was doing a good job dawn would blow a whistle and then Tillicum would come back and he'd get his food as a treat. Mm-hmm. But Tillicum didn't hear Dawn's whistle. So he kept moving around and then he did it again, right? He did two rounds. But the way the trainers worked, she took that as, oh, you've disobe- you, that was a disobedient move. You're not going to get a treat. Right? Yeah. Mm. But it was a fucking misunderstanding. I wouldn't want to be disciplining because a whale. Tillicum didn't ha- hear the fucking whistle. How right? do they know he didn't hear it? Was it like the post well, instant report? 
Yes. Well, they're presuming after having, because this, this whole thing was filmed. Right. So anyway, so Tillicum didn't hear that, arrived back after doing two rounds for his treat, because he was like, where's my fucking, I did what you asked me to do. But there's another fascinating thing happens as well, because their hearing is so good, they can hear when the bucket of fish starts getting low. Isn't right. that interesting? Oh, wow. yeah. So when she re- reaches in, they can hear that she's just slushing around ice. And so he knew that she was low on treats. She didn't proffer a treat for him because this was part of their training. So Tillicum grabbed Dawn's ponytail and an absolute disaster occurred. Okay. So he dragged her into the water by the ponytail and this whole thing filmed a huge array of people watching (gasps) and he dragged her down into the water and carried out a desperate brutal act so she was dragged in initially and the claims were that she'd been pulled into the pool uh, uh, but initially by her ponytail other people said it was by her shoulder it's unclear and then Tillicum didn't just kill her Uh, it was a prolonged and horrendous attack Oh my God. So he drowned her. Uh, her left arm was torn from its socket. She was scalped completely. Her hair and skin were found at the bottom of the pool. Oh, her oh spinal cord was severed. She was broken. All of her ribs had been broken. Her jaw was broken. Uh, she died from, uh, the postmortem decided she died from drowning, but also blunt force trauma. Oh. So he refused then Tillicum to let her go let her body go like at this point the rest of the trainers are hanging off the edge of the pool oh my with sticks God. they were slapping the water which is what uh, a sign that they used in the past to like stop you know you're doing something wrong here whale yeah oh. but he wouldn't let her go he had her under there for 40 minutes oh, oh my god. god so eventually uh, they managed to get him into a smaller pool and calm him down and he finally released her body and she was obviously long she was gone and it was did they like get many remains of her yes I think her arm had been swallowed and her scalp was down at the bottom of the pool and but the rest of her body they they had they had it and uh, now SeaWorld obviously launched an investigation after her death and it then it was sort of uncovered that Tillicum had in fact killed two other people oh my god none of the trainers of Tillicum in this particular sea world were made aware of this fact this was completely covered up Uh, everybody knew they were dealing with a wild animal here right and there were safety measures in place and the risks were were fairly obvious but that is something that should have been absolutely Discussed. discussed So, let me take you back. So, during the investigation into SeaWorld and poor Dawn's death, it was, uh, like, uncovered that almost exactly 19 years to the day, uh, Tillicum had taken the life of a 20-year-old student at SeaWorld of the Pacific in British Columbia, Canada. So at that time, it was February 20th, 1991. And it was just the final killer whale of the uh, show of the day. 
and this very young woman by the name of Kelty Byrne, she worked part-time at this public aquarium and she was doing a bit of a sweep and a tidy up of the pool that Tillicum was in. But yeah. the show, there was a show. No, it was, it was done. Oh, right. She right. was doing the clean up after. And uh, she slipped into <gasps> the pool. No! Oh my God. Kelty, no. Kelty slipped. So she, before she could kind of gather herself together and haul herself back up. Fuck! Desperate and terrible things happened. Oh! So at the, to Steve Huckster, who was head of animal training at SeaWorld, at Sealand at the time, said they had never so. So he said they had never had a plaything in the pool that oh. was so interactive. Oh. So they just got incredibly excited no. and stimulated. And similar to poor old Dawn's death. But did um, the trainer this would the trainers used to jump in with them and like there was some back in the day, yes, but they did stop that cast uh, right. because they deemed it too dangerous. Because even if there was no intention for the animal to hurt someone, sure Jesus, they could just keep you under by sheer weight. Yeah. You could be trapped beneath one. Anyway, so uh, Kelty's in the water. Um, the tr- there was three, there was, um, uh, as I said, there was two females and Tillicum in the water. And the excitement took hold of them. And Kelty managed to surface twice, screaming for help. Oh, there was God. tons of other trainers around. They were similar to Dawn, hanging around the edge, trying to get poles in for her to grab a hold of. She succeeded in grabbing a hold of them, I think, twice. Oh, no, um, But she was dragged under again. And after 10 minutes being thrown around by Tillicum and the other two females, um, Kelty bobbed to the surface for a final time. And she was, she was, in fact, she was drowned. So oh an eyewitness God. at the time said she went up and down three times. The trainers almost got her once with a hook and pull, but they oh couldn't. God. The whales were moving so fast. So that was 18 months later. Sea Land closed its doors for good and Sea World brought, bought those three orcas that oh went God. on for this dreadful um, uh, event. Now... So that was 19 years ago, previous to dawn. Flash forward eight years. Um, a 27-year-old man. Let me see if I can get his name here. Sorry, guys. It's gone out of my bloody thing. Jesus, so that's harrowing. Like, how many... Daniel Dukes is his name, right? Okay, yeah. So I couldn't find any, like, mad info on Daniel or his previous life, but he didn't work for this Sealand or Sea World. Um, he, it looks like he might have snuck in, mm. right, and then stayed s- there hiding. The pool closed. The whales were moved into this kind of sleeping enclosure, which was fucking dreadful, guys, right? At 5 p.m. after the final show, the whales were checked over, fed, and then kind of it put into this extremely small cage yeah which is yeah fascinating wait for this right whales like dolphins sleep with half of their brain so they never fully sleep they turn off half their brain right and the opposite that the and how you know which side of the brain is off is the opposite eye is open because they need to continuously breathe and that's how that's how whales do they have to kind of keep moving slightly yeah well they need to breathe with their air holes so they'll kind of yes they'll kind of go quite they'll stay fairly still but they'll uh, come up to breathe and sort of float down but they stay fairly inactive but they're not fully asleep in the way we know it so anyway they were in their tiny miniature cage where they stayed 
from around six or seven at night when the uh, place closes till 7 a.m. the next morning. Mm. Un- I love the way they're Unbelievably cruel. Given like a bedtime like that humans have. Longer. Just arbitrarily they're like, okay, yeah. night, night. Exactly. You stay in here and don't hurt each other. And of course they fucking frenzy in there. Like, oh, fuck. Do you like know what I mean? Like my kids at bedtime. Exactly. Yeah. So. Tearing strips. What's it called again? Raking? Raking. Yeah. Ooh. God, love them. It's really bad. Anyway, so enter Daniel Jukes, who'd been hiding away. And like, there's suggestions here that he was having some sort of psychotic break, that he definitely was not in the right headspace. Because I don't think you would go on to do what Daniel did if you were well. So um, during the night, Daniel uh, came out of his hiding space, stripped off nude, (gasps) found the evening cage where the three orcas were slithered into it no and all fucking hell broke loose oh my god so we don't know exactly what went down none of this was filmed they don't have any footage of this but what happened what they found the next morning was fucking a nightmare grizzly oh my god so they opened the cage the next morning and out came the three whales the first two females came out first then Tilikum splayed nude in bits on the back of Tilikum <gasps> as he sailed out of his thing was oh Daniel. Oh my God. Daniel was punctured all over. Tilikum had just been thrashing this poor man's body around all night long. Well, poor man, but like... But yes, he did ask Tilikum was doing what Tilikum is born to do well it was a plaything he didn't well, give like a fuck yeah, yeah. Like, he's a wild animal we know what the fuck but it's not even that he's yeah, no. born to do it he's he's well he's been bred in this yeah. horrible situation he's been tortured yeah. his whole fucking life he was about 26 years old at this time and for 22 or 24 of those years he'd just been tortured Psychot- yeah. uh, psychologically tortured however Daniel's penis and testicles were eaten he had bits of him was already on the tank of the floor. Oh my There's God. no, his official kind of um, post-mortem decided that he drowned, but he was in fucking smithereens. What the fuck was it like seeing that coming out oh of the Oh my, cage? and just kind of like, uh, like spread eagle on the back of Tilikum. Yeah, that's oh my kind of particularly odd. Like Massively strange. Was it? It was just like, you the, know, it was, it was just, just playing with it. Yeah, yeah. It was just like, oh, I'll just flop this thing around the place, mess with geez. it for a while. And so that was eight years previous to dawn. Now I need to have a piss. Do you mind? Oh my God, Jen. Jesus Christ. Bring us to this, the tension. I'm sorry. Just sit in it for a minute. Obviously, I mean, I'm I'm a a terrible, terrible person myself trying to find footage of Tilikum's attack on dawn. Are you trying to find it? I tried to find it. I watched a few videos there, but none of them were it. But then I was like, do I really want to see that? I just... But also, I'm here looking you know for what the I'm body, seeing? The of Daniel's body. Are you a good, good woman? Any joy? No, I'm not going into it. Um, are we okay? I don't know. Are like, we okay mentally? You, mentally, I mean, just like each. So of, we're just saying that <laughs> I've. We're both feverishly trying to find footage of the attack on Dawn, and then Cassie'd gone straight into looking for pictures of Daniel's body. No, I don't think you'll I find think any we're okay. Cass. But what you will find is pictures of. There's another. So, sorry, eight, that was Daniel's death. And the eight years later was Dawn. So yeah. that's three deaths. Jesus. Um, that can be attributed maybe to Tilikum, probably to Tilikum. 
who'd been tortured by these two females who is a wild animal and had lived this horrendous life. Imagine, uh, it's just madness. So on the on the back of that SeaWorld, on the back of the documentary that came out, I think in 2017, but even before and after Dawn's death, uh, SeaWorld ceased their breeding program. Now, the I think the shows did continue, which is all, just depressing, strange and awful. But they're like great shows of St. Cass. Like it's um, fucking amazing to see an animal like that up close. Yeah. But did you ever think, think to they yourself wearing ponytails to work after that? Well, this is the, the, the whole ponytail thing was a total victim blame bullshit. Because, oh no, I don't mean like oh it's oh, on no. dawn for wearing a ponytail to work. No, but Sealand like, said that. Uh, yeah. What? So obviously the kickback from that trial was well the trainer fucked up. What? Yeah. Is really awful and a number of the trainers brought in, a number of the sea world kind of reps were brought in because there was a trial and it kind of testified that they had no knowledge that tilicum had there had been any other deaths or injuries on the back of this Jeez. and also that the trainer the trainer was at fault that fuck them and you really like the, uh, of the trailers that were, uh, of the trainers that were interviewed for blackfish especially like extremely nice and loving people and definitely a personality type and also the bullshit that they were regurgitating unbeknownst to them to the people that came for instance they used to say did you know that orca whales in the wild live 30 years and in captivity can live even longer utter bullshit yeah lies just lies orca whales live big lie about the collapsing fin yes so another lie was that oh, yeah. you'll find that most male um, orca, uh, the male orcas have enormous dorsal fins compared to the females. And in captivity, they you'll curl. see that they curl over. Mm. And then those sea life um, trainers would be telling the audience, you know, this is just a natural thing that happens. Sure, it doesn't happen in less than 1% of wild orcas. It's absolutely unnatural. Wow. Yeah. They were consistently suffering with these types of stomach ulcers and things like that. And then during the kind of speech that they would give the audience, they would say, look, they're living their best life. They're fed. You know, these are apex predators. They don't have any predators in the wild. They, we are predators like yeah. they're they don't need our protection yeah like, yeah the suggestion yeah. that you're Just here a film of one killing a great white shark well that's what Not got me down there. on it do you know what's so interesting about that yes they kill whatever they want in the wild they have they're, they're like no shark would take them on i have a question yeah about in sea world yeah orca shit yes like would do they we be... have any knowledge are they fishing it out with Filters. They shit. Um, you know the way, like when you're fish when you're a kid, you have that string, string. of shit just going around. Imagine <laughs> what the size of the orca shit. I th- I don't know. I don't know what orca shit might look like. Actually, that's one thing I don't know. Um. Oh shit! I had some good information. Did yes. you listen to the nine one one call? Yes, I did. So should we play it? Why not? Is that really grim? This is on to, for Dawn's attack. Mm. We can cut it. Okay. Um, sea World, my 
So we don't know what's going on. Um, we were just told to call and have people here on standby when they get the person out. Okay, and do you know if, so you don't know if the person was injured or if they're having a medical problem? No idea. Okay, very well. I, I don't even think they're out of the water yet. They're still in there with the whale. So. <gasps> Jesus. This is the beginning, so. Okay, so someone is on scene and they are getting them out of the water now. Yeah, there are people working on it, yes. There's okay. Uh, two, three dozen people over there right now. All right, we'll get somebody in route. Okay, and through gate number three to Chandler Stadium. Okay, gate okay, three. No. Gate three. There's a follow-on. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. There's a follow-on call. Is it coming up next? I don't know whether it's the, on this. There's still a bit of time left on that. Fire rescue. Hi, this is um, SeaWorld. I just called. Uh-huh. Can you let them know that they pulled the AED? Say what? They pulled the defibrillator. Oh. Also, for that, they're coming to SeaWorld for. They just pulled it out of the box. I just got the alarm. Okay. It's very calm. Yeah. It's so calm. Because it's the last one. The 6600 Sea Harbor Drive, this is World again. Okay. Um, they're going to go ahead and bring them in the park. Can you let them know? Okay, they're going to... They're going to bring the vehicles into the park. Okay, I'll let them know. My guys are waiting for them at gate three, okay? There's a follow-on call from when they're, but when her body is, it's clear that she has passed away. Uh, so that was obviously must have been the beginning section of the attack because it went on for forty minutes. The call, no, the, the attack. attack, the attack. Jesus. Um, there's another. This is well amazing poop. piece of footage. Oh yeah, it kind of comes out in kind a plume. of gassy. Yeah, looking. rather than kind of a long string, Ooh, it's, it's almost vaporous. Yeah. yeah, very watery. Now. There's another amazing, um, it's a man who, who survived an attack, another trainer. He was also a diver, right? So he was brought under um, by the whale that he was training in another horrendous kind of attack by a whale he had worked with for years and years and years. But because he was a diver, you could see him like pushing all the air out every time mm. he surfaced, like <laughs> getting the air out and then in again. So because he knew he was going to be under for quite a long time, didn't panic it's a fascinating piece of footage. You could see from his face that he thought, absolutely, I'm going to die now because the whale oh continuously brought him up and down. And, yeah. and at one point... Uh, find the footage? Oh, you'll find it. Just um, whale atta- or orca whale attacks trainer. I'm sure you'll, it'll come straight up. Oh my but God. so that war- orca grabbed him by the foot, one of the, his feet, brought him under, brought him back again, brought him under, brought him back again, and then let him go, right? And then grabbed the other foot. Oh my god! And so eventually they separated him out by dropping in a you know one of those floaty nets, and he okay. saw a moment, and he was like, "I'm free!" Swam, swam, swam over the net, and the orca was kind of like, "What?" Oh and then went god. to come after him, and his pals dragged him out. Thank God for that, but he ended up in a and is it um, a lot of med- he needed a lot of medical care after that. Is it a bald trainer? Yes, soaps. Okay, he might have found it. Is it this one here? Um, or is it this one is it underneath shot underneath yeah it could be that if it's a male trainer anyway sorry so that is kind of the story of blackfish and and also so he so um killicum died i think in 2017 at the age of 30 
and he was taken away from trainer use and used to come out and just perform like a final wave. They had him like still, still, he was still performing and kind of in proximity to people. humans. Yeah. Oh my God. But here's the issue, right? What do you do if you're SeaWorld and you have this whale who from two years old has been in captivity? Yeah. Can you release them? Let's now talk about Kaiko for a minute. Okay. Free Willy. Everyone remember that film? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Free Willy starred this particular, another in captive, in, in captivity uh, whale by the name of Kaiko. He was star of the show and he was captured as a calf, similar to Killicum, and uh, kept isolated for the majority of life, of his life. He was then kind of starred in this film. And the public were like, we want this animal released because he got released in the movie. Let's get him out. Okay. So there was a load of press behind it. And uh, the then it was decided that they were going to try and re-release this animal back into the wild. Okay. So he was kept in isolation for the majority of life of his life. And so they begun to try to integrate him with other wild orcas. So they up in Iceland, we are. And uh, here's where, so he was born in 1979 when he was two years old, similar to Killicum. He was captured from his family and brought into captivity. Uh, he spent six years living with other killer whales in tanks in Iceland and Canada. And then he was sold to an amusement park in Mexico City. So from 1985 to 1996, he lived like completely alone, performing in a miniature pool. Oh my God. No contact with other orca whales. And it was during that time that he starred in 1993 film, Free Willy. Uh, Do you remember Jesse? Jesse. God love him. So he shot to stardom and everyone was like, what the hell? Let's get him free. Warner Brothers were like, fine. This is good promo for the film. Let's get involved. Right. So they put a lot of money behind... um, Freeing him? Freeing him. This International Marine Mammal Project uh, was kind of spawned off. And they were going to return him to the wild Atlantic waters. So, but just like, it's batshit. Like, how the fuck would that ever happen? You know, how could he ever assimilate back... How and ever, they, he was taken to this incredible state-of-the-art rescue rehab facility in Oregon. And this was to build up his strength. He was later then released into this enormous sea ocean pen uh, in Iceland. And he was given training to fish. Yeah. And he would follow kind of a guide boat out. And, you know, the humans would do their best to try and get him back into the scene. Jesus, he, a bunch of humans were oh, trying to teach him how to be a whale. killer whale yeah, or an sure. orca. And we'd fucking wrecked his life in the first place. So he was the first cap ever captured orca to be returned to his home waters. Um, but it wasn't that simple or straightforward. So during the summers of 2001, 2 and 3, he was trained to follow these, these guide boats. And every summer he spent days swimming with wild killer whales it with the attempt to get him to meet somebody of his own, he couldn't. He didn't know how to be around them. They weren't speaking yeah. the same language. Communicate with them. Yeah. No, he stayed like three, four hundred meters away from them at all times. He was like stuck to the guide boat. Oh. They tried to limit human contact, which is another fucking horrendous. You know, when you look at it, because he would 
become frightened by the other whales, return to the lifeboat for comfort. But they were like hiding. They would go under in the boat or go into oh, the no. cabin. No, ch- like yeah. they're giving them tough love, but exactly. that's not what he needs. I know. Very, very sad. So they were hiding away on, under deck. And during this time, he would just stay at the edge of the pod they were trying to introduce him to and not hunt. So uh, then the, some of the mammal scientists or the marine scientists were like, look, we can see him. He's floating motionless a lot of the time. They call it logging or just swimming really slow. Sad. And they were taking samples from his stomach uh, after the excursions to see like, is he hunting at all? But tragically, there was never any food found in his belly. So they were like, this guy is starving away. But there was a tiny glimmer of hope when he was spotted diving with the whales. And they were like, fucking he's doing it. He might be doing it. Um, But then a splash of one of the other's tails freaked him out completely. And he sped back to the guide boat. And that was sort of the only time that he tried to do anything remotely whale-like so on another occasion he was seen following a small boat this is fucking weird shit began happening with local boat and tourist yeah. boat because he, he would come right up to all the tourist boats and people would get in and start swimming with them oh my god which seems mental but he you know he, he like humans were his fat like they were the only things yeah. he knew so he would encourage that and every time the boats would come out they'd feed him and you know, yeah. he, but yeah. then then they decided to make it illegal and they started fining the boats for going out, isolating him further. It's just incredibly sad. So they, uh, local animal welfare authorities banned people from touching him, feeding him, going near him to try and get him to go away and be, live his life. But in the end, he just failed to immerse himself into the wild and he stayed in this bay in Norway and remained there until he died at 26 from pneumonia. Oh my God. It's an, like a fucking avalanche of cruelty. Like how, like as much as maybe in captivity we were learning more about these animals and maybe that's really helpful in their protection, but like at what cost? And like at what nah, level of protection? exploitation with a veneer of furthering research. Like yeah. that's completely no. bullshit. Total like there's so cruelty. much ethical research going on and it ain't in a fucking amusement park. No. It's absolutely Or a safari cruelty. park. Or, no. Well, I don't know about, like I don't know enough about it, but I do know, I have a friend who um, studies sharks Yes, and amazing. Yeah, really oh, cool. Interesting and like, fact you know, about the sharks. So, yeah. Remember, like that was this week. The the, the two killer whales were found, found sucking the liver out of a shark. The two what? Killer whale. The movie that you, the film you just watched a few minutes ago. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Live scientists uh, put out this film of this weird event happening where they just these two killer whales uh, floating around a shark, uh, bit open the part of the shark's belly sucked out only its liver and headed off. But it, it, it would seem like the liver in that shark, it, it, it's their buoyancy aid. And uh, it gets beneficial to orca whales. Maybe it tastes delicious, but they don't know because they can't like taste. So, yeah. Anyway, go on. Sorry. Your friend who works with sharks. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just have a friend who works with sharks. Definitely very Amazing. ethical ways to study animals. Or like certainly, you know what I mean? Like this is just, ugh. Oh my God, and it's like, heartbreaking. And like the thing is, it's like those those amusement parks are like trying to offset the cruelty with, oh, we're furthering our knowledge, blah, blah, blah. It's like, you know, it's like the celebrities with their private jets planting a few trees. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. Um, 
we'll just before we end the episode will we have a, a moment for um the fact that if you uh google pegging at the moment <laughs> and prince william <laughs> Where did it begin, guys? A blind item and demois. So I was reporting live, obviously, my dream to be a foreign correspondent. I was in London during the Agatha Christie uh, verdict and <gasps> Prince of Pegging. Um, <laughs> so a blind item on demois, which is just... Demois? Do we have it? Oh, yeah, I have it, I have it, I have it. It's just lawless county. Like, it is absolutely wild. Let me read you the blind item. I have it in my screenshots. Excellent. Um... Subject, royal affair gossip. Message, this is so salacious I'm almost too shook to share it with you, but will anyway. This British royal's extramarital affair is an open secret in London and almost and amongst the English aristocrat, And it is the talk of every party and news desk. At a recent media party, I was told the real reason for the affair was the royal's love of pegging, which the wife is far too old-fashioned to engage with in. The wife doesn't mind her and... And in fact, prefers her husband getting his sexual needs fulfilled elsewhere, as long as things don't become emotional, which was the case with the last woman. Email address is my real address, so please back it out. Which um, was the case with the last woman. So there's been so, many affairs. Well, apparently, and so the hashtag Prince of Pegging was trending. Genius. Um, I know the cut have done a piece, because it's obviously mightn't be true. William. Um, oh, Oh, I see. She has. She's just said a royal. Um, I here. I think Megan and Peg. Um, what's his name? It's not her. Nah, Megan and Peg Harry. If he wanted, maybe it's it. Charles, lads. Maybe it's Charles, but he is every look. It would have come out sooner. Who he, could the Prince of Pegging be? It's it's William. It's William. Do you think it's true? Clearly, it's William. <laughs> All the close-ups on his bum. <laughs> just like <laughs> the whole, like all oh, the wife. Too stuffy to or do something. It. Yeah. Unless, who knows? She could be, she could be KY Middy. <laughs> oh, who knows? Very you, knows? you love to hear it, don't you? I just enjoy when you have like pegging is having a moment in time where if you Google pegging, there's something in the news tab. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just, I like just putting pegging straight up there on the menu. <laughs> I amazing stories of the dolphins who it's tragic isn't it truly have the creep support it's sad about the trainers it's obviously I wonder now like and many people watching all these events as well it's just horrendous I just think it takes a real like entitled business owner person to look at the natural world and take things from it and think that they belong yeah. To them, or they the can Jurassic Park. Yeah, or they can commercialize. We all saw what a shit show that was. <laughs> it's just very sad. Net, like narcissistic business owners taking these poor whales into captivity. I actually have oh dinosaur my God, facts for the, for the hive. Oh, I love dinosaur facts! Yeah. Anyway, right. that's our episode. For the hive, we've got dino facts. Dino facts. We've got the Hollywood uh, whackers. Nice. Yeah. Not. What does that mean? It's uh, the um, the true people behind the murders of Heath Ledger, David Carradine, oh. Michael Jackson. Skip the dinosaur facts straight into there. The doctors please. like. And Cassie, <laughs> you can all stop getting in touch. 
I'm going to tell you about the update in the Summerton Man. Thank you. We've received hundreds True. of DMs. Dozens and dozens of hundreds. Uh, thank you for coming. See you over the hive. Bye. Bye. Patron if you want. Bye. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.